Every Tuesday and Thursday, we have TM Views, where we hear the opinions of our expert panelists uh, this week uh, and on uh, Thursdays. We are pleased to be joined from Kyungi University Law School, Professor Song Sedeon on the line. Hello. Hello. Good morning, Henry. Good morning, Professor Song. We're going to begin with the uh, National Assembly and uh, these uh, flurry of bills that have passed uh, uh, at the uh, really the last stage of the regular session. Uh, let's First, talk. I mean, we've talked so much about this already on the program, but uh, the uh, bill related to Kongsucho, which is really um, the one that is the most contentious from the opposition side, uh, currently undergoing a filibuster. Uh, there was um, no agreement on trying to come to a compromise. Uh, there is an expectation that it is uh, going to pass today after the uh, filibuster uh, timeline runs out. Um, what What is your overall thoughts on that situation? Well, the Kongsucha or the the Corruption Investigation Office for high-ranking officials have been on the issue for decades at this point. So this is just about the time that we do something about it. I think there is a broad consensus uh, of uh, passing the bill. Um, I, I think that because of the the near supermajority that the ruling party has, uh, it will uh, pass. Uh, only concern, I think, is that... Uh, because this is such a dicey issue, I think the the important thing is to see what kind of details we have, what the content of the law is. But it seems like the discussion has not been really taking place as to how to ensure the independence of that uh, agency unit or, or who's going to be uh, a, a man in that unit. Because <clears throat> if you think about it, this discussion about separating this unit uh, comes from uh, kind of past history that the the prosecutor's office kind of bend uh, towards the direction of the power. Uh, Blue House had an oversized influence over it. So in order to ensure the independence, you have to kind of see that whether the will of the president is uh, decisive in uh, selecting and also uh, limiting the powers and the activities of the the, the new new agency. So, in that, in that sense, the opposition is uh, uh, saying that they are not convinced that it has taken place, although they have not really uh, put forward what the alternatives are. Uh, but I, I, I think that uh, uh, although there is a broad consensus that it should uh, go ahead, but it seems like that the the crucial details are lacking. Well, uh, we will see what happens uh, ultimately at the end of this uh, filibuster. But we are going to try to uh, jump around to all of the major pieces of legislation here, uh, either pending or that have passed. Another one that's pending, another one that is uh, among the three that are subject to the opposition filibuster, Professor Song, is the legislation uh, prohibiting the launching of anti-Pyongyang leaflets across the border. This has become very sensitive. As we know, North Korea reacts uh, quite uh, badly uh, to this. So uh, this law, if it becomes official, would uh, have a potential punishment up to three years in prison or a fine of up to 30 million won for sending the, the leaflets um, over the border. Uh, your thoughts on this? Well, I have a great concern about this because obviously there's a concern that this law restricts people's freedom of expression. I mean, no rights are absolute and has to be weighed against the harm it might cause. But in this case, the right of ex- expression uh, in terms of the opposing the North Korean regime by sending leaflets 
have to be counterbalanced by security concern of the residents of the area that the action is taking place. I think that without, even without the new law, the current uh, legal regime and, and the, the kind of devices it has uh, already has a capability to sort out the conflict of constitutional rights by passing this specific law against private citizens' actions against the North Korea's regime, it criminalizes all similar activities, so at least have the chilling effect on the basic constitutional rights. So in that sense, uh, the human rights uh, violation uh, because of this law <clears throat> might uh, come about, and uh, that would not be a constructive way of uh, enacting the new law. And as we move to another bill that was passed, but this was also uh, somewhat controversial, really on both sides of the aisle, with the uh, three revisions to the Commercial Act, the Fair Trade Act, and Financial Group Supervision Act, uh, largely dubbed as the uh, Fair Economy Bills, the Gongjong Kyongje Sampap. Liberals were angry because it got watered down. Conservatives were opposing it regardless of whatever um I guess, agreement was made to to water it down. How do you think businesses are going to be affected by this? I think that <clears throat> I think they've been anticipating some sort of amendments uh, for quite a while. So the shock value is not uh, too great, but nonetheless, um, I, I think that there would be some uh, the grievances and complaints about this. I mean, some of the details, like the class action lawsuits and the, the the devices to make it more uh, transparent to uh, to divulge the, the business matters and selecting the auditor and things like that. And those are kind of bread and butter uh, devices that advanced countries mm-hmm. have had uh, for a while. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it's not really draconian. Um, the, the, most of the things, uh, other than the three point, uh, 3% rule that yeah. might restrict the, the exercise of the voting power, I don't have much problems with it, but I do have some concerns about or the, I question the timing of the, the legislation. The COVID-19 created the compelling need to stimulate the economy and maybe help out the uh, uh, companies during the crisis. But burdening with them with the, the reforms that might cost them at this point probably is not a, a, a well-timed uh, approach. I, I think that uh, a lot of people, rightly so, might complain that this uh, administration has a very bad timing or or the sense of how the business should be stimulated or uh, being handled. So in that sense, I, I am in agreement uh, of the direction of the reform and, and some of the details, uh, most of the details, but the timing is pretty bad. Right. And interestingly, this is not this was not one of the bills that the opposition actually decided to stake their political capital, uh, spend their political capital on by uh, by uh, including it into the filibuster. Uh, so it, it did pass with with opposition from them. Also uh, passing without opposition from them uh, was the uh, the uh, Kwangju May 18th um, uh, act where you would be penalized for um kind of engaging in conspiracy mongering or even uh, kind of uh, defaming uh, the the uh, victims who are who have suffered from that act another bill that was not subject to filibuster was the call to extend the term of the special investigative committee on social disasters like the Sewol ferry 
accident. Uh, this is a uh, revision to the special law um, also, uh, and it is kind of all comprised over more, we talk about the fair economy bills. This is more of, I, I think, a fair society aspect, including the, uh, the Kwangju bill that I just mentioned. Um, what, what, what are your thoughts on these laws? Yeah, I agree with you. It speaks to the, the social justice aspect of the, the, the drive that this administration is having. I have no problem with that. I, I think that um, this kind of uh, social disasters should be thoroughly investigated and to learn uh, what we can do uh, about it. So I, I think in that sense, the, the, even the opposition party was sensitive to that kind of need. Um, Uh, you, get, you can cite whether this is uh, the good timing to, to do it, but in that sense, we're just extending the, the period of investigation. So um, I, I have not much problem with it, this legislation. And, and the May 18th one as well, I'm assuming. Right. So well. the... Um Overall picture that we've seen is that this uh, 21st uh, National Assembly, the first regular session, which came to an end yesterday, it's being extended right now with these plenary sessions because of the the filibuster and and the uh, the tying up of loose ends with these final pieces of legislation, notably the uh, revision to the uh, the Kongsucha bill. Um, There has been uh, this back and forth. The the Democratic Party famously won 180 seats uh, in the past uh, uh, National Assembly elections in April. So... um, Their supporters are saying, do your job, uh, get, you were voted in to, to bring some reform, and, and you're not doing it well enough. And as you know, they, they're getting pressure on that side. Uh, and then on the, on the other side, from the conservative media and then from the uh, conservative opposition, they're saying that uh, these guys are running roughshod, and they're, they're bullying everybody, and they're basically bulldozing these um, uh, legislations through. Uh, how do you assess the 21st National Assembly session overall? Well, uh, this time last year and before, we complained about the gridlock and vegetable legislature before. Mm-hmm. So at least uh, things are moving along. Uh, however, the, the, some of the things seem to be rushed, of, of rushed forward and half-baked law, uh, unchecked or uh, not debated enough sufficiently on the floor, is another maybe more consequential flaw. The, the last general election, uh, as you mentioned, uh, gave them a strong mandate to manage the affairs uh, with a number to back it up. They have almost, almost 180 seats. But the optically, it seems like they're uh, pushing this through as if uh, they have to kind of bully this along. And uh, we see that not enough debate is taking place, and it seems like uh, they are using the old tactic of kind of pushing things through. Uh, and it looks as if uh, it's what is we're seeing is the image of tyranny of the majority. And I think it's unnecessary because they have the number to just go through the due process and do it right. And it seems like they're uh, not doing that. So, you know, it's sad to see that the good strategy of a political party in Korea when defeated is just to wait until the other party screws it up. And uh, surely history shows that they, they uh, mostly will. So the, the, the way it is, the next election cycle might swing to the other party considerably uh, when the opposition party has not really gotten their act together. Uh, I, I think it's a shame. The ruling party had a great platform 
uh, after the general election. They had the trust of the people. They, they had these right messages, uh, communications, transparency, uh, experts handling the, the serious matters of uh, national risk. Uh, but it seems like they uh, swiftly went ahead and threw them away. Um, and it shows in the, the, the support of the poll of the president and the party. Uh, I think that the ruling party should go back to transparency. I uh, think they should go back to attention to detail and humility uh, and and show the capacity to manage the, the legislative agenda uh, with patience. They have the numbers to do it. And final, then, final question briefly then with the opposition, you're saying that it's an effective strategy just to kind of lay low and, and just not say anything and not offer your own alternative, uh, but it will benefit them politically. However, that's not going to necessarily um, be net, um, sort of a net benefit for the people with the reforms needed in the opposition. Uh, with Kim Jong-in um, and this debate over apologizing for the previous uh, presidents, uh, the jailed presidents, uh, Lee Myung-bak and, and Park geun and this try to move to the center, you, you don't feel that's uh, sufficient enough? Well, I, I think it's not enough just because the parties doesn't seem to be uh, all in agreement with it. Uh, they, they, it seems like they haven't gone through the, the soul-searching uh, within themselves. And uh, when I said effective strategy, is it's a winning strategy, but it's not the desirable star- strategy. Um, I think the opposition party has not gotten uh, their, their raison d'etre together, and they have not really... Uh, mobilize themselves to uh, come to come to a, a coherent policy directions or or objectives, and uh, their the lack of alternatives is just a fatal flaw. Right. So, in that sense, the opposition party is not doing their job, but the uh, the ruling party is not taking advantage of that kind of uh, dismal showing of the opposition party. Right. Instead, that they have their own uh, screw ups to uh, make it more difficult for the, for the people to uh, trust or believe in the ruling party's direction. All right. Uh, Professor Song, we're going to leave it there as always. Thank you very much. Hope you have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. You're welcome. See you next week.